You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. of the Valentine's Views Podcast here on SB Nation Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. On today's show, we're going to talk about the, the Washington NFL team, that team formerly known as the Redskins. And uh, to do that, I'm going to bring in uh, longtime friend Rick Snyder, D.C. area sports columnist. If you guys have, have heard our show uh over uh, the past couple of years, uh, you, you might remember that uh, that Rick, a, a long, long time ago, what was my boss at my my first real newspaper job at the the Southern Maryland Independent? And God, Rick, we were a lot younger then, weren't we? Yeah, you know that paper folded uh, last week. Yeah, yeah, you know it just uh, just another thing that 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 made me feel old. And I know you you just had a birthday and a belated happy birthday. And and I won't mention how old you are because uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit that that particular milestone pretty soon myself. Yeah, we're you know I'm the second longest running sports writer in D.C. Uh, behind uh, Tom Boswell at the Post, and he won't retire. He's like in his seventies. He just won't retire and let me be tops. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so you got to do something about that rick well you know there are laws against that but <laughs> you know i've been doing this since 78 oh wow you joined me around 82 or so something like that yeah 81 82 back in the day it was uh you me and uh and, and you know, and Jim Brocker working a, a three-man staff in two, uh, two, two different editions in two counties, and th- those were the days. Yeah, I wrote ten. I read about ten to twenty stories a week for no money, hardly, and loved it. So that's the old newspaper. <laughs> yes, we did. We loved it. But uh, you know, we, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about current events. And and you know, over the years, you and I have talked about Washington and about Daniel Snyder and. And, and somehow the the first story when it comes to to that organization to that franchise, the first story never actually seems to be about football. But as you said, you've been doing this since around 1978, and it can't have ever been any worse than it really is right now. Well, that's that's quite a ranking system. I'm trying to think, but let's go over it. in ten days. They decide we're going to think about changing the name, which of course everybody said. Rush to judgment. Okay, you change the name. And then his three partners who own 40% of the team said they want to sell out. Then he comes back and says, we're going to retire the Redskins, but we don't know the new name yet. And then it comes out the Washington Post breaks a story where 15 women, including two reporters, uh, were sexually harassed by staff and three of which were fired. So that was like a 10 day period right there. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but that, yeah, holy crap. So 
you know, now where do we stand? Well, they hired a yes man to be the new head of VP of marketing that has worked for Snyder before. So nothing changes there. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll do a little better with the frat house routine that they've had going for quite a while under Snyder. You know, Snyder's problem is he's an introvert who so wants to be liked by the guys, but he's not one of the guys. And this has been his problem since day one. So he overcompensates and he bullies people and he's just a horrible person to work for. And I always tell people your two happiest days at Redskin Park are the day you're hired and the day you leave. Wow. So, you know, I guess where I need to start is with the whole sexual harassment suit, as you said, 15 women, including two members of the media. You've been around there long enough. Does does that suit surprise you? Did you see any evidence of that? So really, you know, is it is it something that that really, you know, caught you off guard or did you think something like this might might come around eventually? I mean, I've been around since started in the locker room. So I remember the early days of where we had to really have some frank conversations about respecting women to players. And and I think by and large, at least players in the locker room are good. You don't see anything going on there. So I don't normally see a lot in the business side of things. We're especially at Redskin Park, we've been pushed out of the building into a trailer and so I'm not really around that. As far as the two reporters, had I seen something happen, I would have started a fight right there. But I'm not tolerating them touching women. Uh, you know, these guys were predators, and they deserve to be outed and fired uh, for, for doing such a thing. I mean, one of them, I know two of them were married, you know, and they're trying to hit on these women. And, and they, you know, not all of it was sexual harassment. Some of it was just being really nasty to them as bad bosses. Um, some of that. Now, Dan Snyder was not implicated by anybody here uh, in this situation. So, you know, the Washington Post broke this, did a good job. I understand they talked to like 50 people. So this wasn't some half-cocked story. Um, am I surprised? Not really. And I and not to belittle this in any way, but there's a lot of places, 14 otherwise, who treat women poorly and you need to do better. That's a real shame and it really saddened me. I'm reading this story just thinking, wow. I have daughters who are grown. I have a wife. Anybody did that to them, I'd meet them in the parking lot. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And, uh, you know, I, I, I fully understand that, uh, that reaction to the whole thing. Let me ask you about Daniel Snyder. I mean, since the whole harassment suit came out, since the post story came out, he has issued a couple of, uh, of public statements and he has, said the right things, sort of tried to set the right tone, you know, going forward. Is he sincere? Well, I mean, it's hard for me to say he's not because I don't know his brain. Um, he doesn't talk to the press at all. Hasn't because he doesn't like questions that are asked. And I think there's going to be a lot of watching more so in the future. So it's going to be harder to get away with this. And he did remove a few of the men involved. Um, you know, so I, I don't want to cast aspirations on a billionaire who will sue me to death. But I think things will be better for a while, at least, because you brought it to light. But they hired a woman attorney who's supposed to be a really big deal. Uh, you know, she, like, consulted with Brett Kavanaugh for a Supreme Court nomination. I mean, she's that level. So she's going to do a review. I wish it was an independent review because Snyder's paying her. So that, that slants things there. He has not been in town. He's been on his big yacht off coast of Europe for three months, so we haven't seen him. 
and we're not allowed in the building yet either. So very, very detached, more than normal with no off-season camps because of the virus problem for us to really see everything we normally would see. But let's hope things are better. Right, obviously. And, you know, the the pandemic obviously sort of skews everything for all of us in terms of being able to get around players and and get around, you know, team officials and coaches and and get a real feel for, uh, you know, for how things really are. But let let me ask you this. Let's turn to to the other topic, to the one that that just a few days ago we thought was the big news around Washington, which was the fact that they finally, after so many years and after so much pushback from Dan Snyder, finally decided to quote unquote retire the Redskins nickname. My, you know, my, my reaction and just tell me what you think of this. My reaction was, well, it's about time, but I also have the reaction that this is not about Daniel Snyder trying to do the right thing or trying to be politically conscious or socially correct or, or any of that. This is about Daniel Snyder trying to protect his pocketbook. Oh, absolutely. And the only thing Snyder is, and he had major sponsors now lining up. I mean, this all goes back, quite frankly, to the poor man in Minnesota who was killed by police. Um, you know, they had it basically strangled to death. Right. Uh, and that set off a revolution in this country that once changed. And they started tearing down statues. I mean, I'm here in D.C., so, you know, we've, we've already been bearing the brunt of this. They're tearing down statues, and then they're looking around at corporate sponsors, scaring them. So now you, you take off Aunt Jemima syrup, Uncle Ben's rice, Eskimo pies. They all start falling down the sides, too. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I'm just saying this is what's happening. And so, of course, they refocus on the Redskins, too, because it's been really, the Redskins won a trademark suit at the Supreme Court last year and pretty much felt bulletproof after that. Um, but the people focused on it. So suddenly... Pepsi, Nike, and uh, FedEx said, you know, we would really like you to change your name. FedEx has a stadium naming rights. They're going to take it off if they don't change the name. Um, and FedEx chairman is a, is a minority owner of the Redskins. So really, you're right in there. So now Snyder's got a lot of pressure on him. And financially, I think he's more vulnerable than he has been. Because what I didn't realize when those three minority owners said they want to sell was they owned 40% of the team. So I had no idea Snyder was down to 60%. And you don't have a lot of room and equity to refinance like a new stadium you got, you want to come in in a few years. I mean, it's a classic Shark Tank episode where you can't give away too much equity. And so he has that problem there. So he's squeezing on money. And that that's how they got to him. And it really shouldn't be a hard move, although apparently because of people squatting on various potential nicknames, it seems to be a little bit harder than uh, than it should have been. Um, let expire the trademark they had of Warriors. And I'm not sure that Warriors is a name, but it was definitely one they might have used. So somebody else in March sees it's been abandoned and grabbed it. I mean, you know, this is capitalism, the American way. You remember when the Internet started, lots of people grabbed names like Kmart, Sears, and the big companies had to pay them. Now it's sort of not as simple as that. If you haven't been using that trademark, the courts can compel you to sell it. Uh, and then what's the price? So Warriors is a possibility. Um, they're thinking you can't – they used to have a spear on the side of the helmet everybody loved, but not doing any American Indian logos. So it could be the U.S. soldiers that become it. 
Um, Red Wolves has become a huge fan favorite in all the Twitter polls that are going on. I think it's because they made, you know, the fans have been howling in the stands for years, but I think the cathartic part of it, they might actually like howling in the stands. I've been, <laughs> NC, I've been in NC State, which is the Wolf Pack, and I can tell you, I've been there for games, man. They play that Wolf's Howl, and that crowd is in it. It's a show. And right. so people really kind of like the Red Wolves, and plus it would stay as an R, and the Redskin fans like to say HTTR. Hail to the Redskins. Well, they could keep it as hail the Red Wolves. I don't know if Snyder would really go for that because it's not his idea. So I'm not sure he'd do it. I think he wants Warriors. They are going to keep the burgundy and gold colors, which kind of makes it a little weird. Um, you know, people have asked me all the time, can I still wear my Redskins jersey to the stadium? Yes, he'd be a lunatic to ban that. Uh, and I'm not sure when there's a new name. They'd like it to be sooner than later. They may just go with Washington Football Club. Although Dan said that they were going to stay Redskins until then, but he stopped using it in corporate releases. So maybe they're Washington FC for, you know, this season if they can't work it out quick enough. Didn't I hear also Red Tails as another possibility? Yeah, Red Tails they also talked about because that's the Tuskegee Airmen of World War II, which were a great fighting unit of African-American pilots. But, you know, Washington has no connection to Alabama, which is Tuskegee. You know, I mean, you're just picking something. And there are people from the Black Lives Matter groups that say, once again, our people aren't your mascot, like the Indians were saying. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, it was certainly an interesting one to say, but I, I don't think that's it. I think it's Warriors first, and if they can't get to something else, you know. And this is just a, you know, this, there's other teams now. The Chiefs are going to have to really look at this. You know, the Braves. Personally, I think the Giants should be forced to change that name, too. You know why? No. I'm tired of big people pushing little people around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. Come on, Rick. Lost everything to those Giants. You know, we're tired of this crap. you got to change. Oh, come on. You know what? You know what I would like to see? Because I, I get asked about giant, the Giants uniform all the time. And I'll be honest, I think the Giants uniform is, is incredibly boring, especially with the gray pants that they have, they've used in, in recent years. I want to see that, that lowercase NY on the helmet go away. I would like to see them go back to, the the Giants logo on the helmet. I mean, they're in New Jersey. They practice in New Jersey. They play in New Jersey. They should they they, they should have Giants on their helmet instead of NY. Yeah, top that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Redskins are the same way. They play in Maryland. They practice in Virginia. You know, but it's still Washington. Right. It's just it's just a matter of where the where the stadiums are and where the land is available. I guess. Yeah, and the Redskins would love to go back to the RFK site. But it's just not practical for a lot of reasons to do a whole show on. I don't see them going back to RFK. Um, Maryland and Virginia, they've had a very lukewarm interest in it because, you know, nobody's going to pay a team hundreds of millions of dollars anymore to bring your stadium here. Those days are gone because you have trillionaire, you know, you have billionaire owners. Um, right, you know, right. Virginia gave all its money to land the Amazon headquarters, East Coast. So they don't have any money like that. Maryland gave all its stadium money to Baltimore to redo Pimlico Racecourse. So that's gone. So nobody's offering cash. Um, either I'm going to say whatever name. I, I think it'll, I think there's a plan that they could build a new stadium next to the current one at FedEx Field 
which nobody will be happy about, but there's no land in DC to just throw a stadium on. Right. Hey, let's take a, uh, let's take a short break for a word from our sponsors here at SB Nation. We'll come back and, and we'll actually talk uh, a little bit of, of actual football. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Giants fans, I'm back here on the Valentine's Views podcast, and I'm talking with good friend and longtime D.C. area sports writer Rick Snyder, and we're talking about the Washington football team. Rick, let's uh, let's actually talk a little bit of football. Um, I want to ask you, you know, with everything going on around the Redskins, uh, with every and, and and I know that I should say the team formerly known as the Redskins, with everything going on around that team, does Ron Rivera wake up in the morning and 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 think, you know, what on God's green earth have I gotten myself into? And I said that about two weeks ago to somebody. I wonder if he woke up in a cold sweat and thought, what happened? I thought, you know, Ron, if you'd just called me or if you'd called a few past coaches, you would have found out, you know, this is what it is. Welcome to Washington. It's always a problem. It's always stuff going on. It's been like this for decades. I mean, not just when Snyder came, but he makes it worse. But, you know, and, and by the way, you got a crummy team. I mean, the defense could be really good. But your offense just isn't there. So if they play 16 games, I think the high number is six wins. Yeah, you know, I do think, though, I, I will say this. If, if Ron Rivera had called Dave Gettleman, I think Ron Rivera could have had the Giants job. But I do think Ron Rivera is a class guy, and I do think people people gravitate to him as a leader or seem to and I think Washington, at least the impression I have from the outside, is that they're going to be lucky to have him. I agree with that. I mean, I only got to meet him at the intro presser because the place has been closed for me. So we didn't get the off-season camps to talk to the guy. And I've seen him on Zoom. But, I mean, he's a leader. There's no doubt. He's going to create a sense of urgency in this franchise on a daily level that it has lacked uh, for many, many years. Maybe Shanahan, maybe. But, you know, Jake Gruden was a nice guy. Too, too lackadaisical. Practices could be a joke where they just weren't doing anything. You needed Rivera to come in there and say, we're going to get better now, rerun the play, let's go. Every single day. Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator, the madman, they're going to be pushed to say, let's get your butt in gear or you're getting out of here. 
And that'll buy you a few wins with that mentality. You think Belichick doesn't do that? That's the key to success. Yeah, obviously, guys have to be pushed because I saw somebody say the other day, I think uh, it might have actually been someone I was talking to, you know, in in a podcast interview, might have been Paul Alexander, former offensive line coach with, with the Bengals, who said, you know, he said, unfortunately, a lot of these guys in the NFL are just satisfied to be where they are and what they are and making the money that they're making, and they're not pushing themselves as hard as they can be pushed. Yeah, I had a you know why guys disappear after did because they got fat and happy, and then the young rook who comes along who's hungrier than they are knocks them off. And it's true. I mean, they think three years, oh, I got it made, you know, and they're gone because you got to push yourself hard to stay in the NFL, and you got to get better every year or else they're just going to start over with a new guy. Um, and so I think what you said is very true on that. Well, I can remember a, a seventh-round draft pick of the Giants a few years ago who I talked to the the summer before his rookie season, and he and his reps were already talking about the second contract he was going to get. And, and I said, um, excuse me, you're a seventh-round pick who might not even make the roster, <laughs> you know? And, and that's these guys are already talking about their their second contract and their money. So they so it's the, the priority gets out of whack a little bit. Well, there's a lot of temptations around the NFL. I talk about this all the time. You know, you're 22, got money, everybody wants a piece of it. Women are out there. God knows what other vices. It's real easy to get distracted. Undoubtedly, it is. Undoubtedly, it is. Um, you know, you and I have both been uh, both been 22. Although neither one of us had that kind of money or or or, or those kinds of distractions, but but it's not easy. And, and I think sometimes we expect. And I think this came up with with some of the the Black Lives Matter stuff and and these guys being asked about it. We expect these guys to always answer and act in a mature way. And these guys are just out of college. In a lot of ways, they're still kids who are who have money thrown at them for the first time. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation about, here's my paycheck, what happened to my money? I've had players come to me, you know, after after hours, I'm sitting in the press room, and they see me, and they go, can I ask you something? Because I signed a $750,000 signing bonus, but my check here is for 475000 What happened to my money? And, you know, aside from seeing such a big check, you know, I was right. like, this is FICA. And they don't know what FICA is because they've never had a job. And they don't have anybody they can trust around them, mostly, you know, not their agency. They don't have somebody just to give them some fatherly advice about this is what it is. It's shocking how much that happens. Yeah, it is because they've never had it. They don't understand it. They don't really know, you know, what uh what that's all about and and unfortunately a lot of these guys don't know who they can trust around them to uh to give them good advice that has their best interests at heart and not their agency or family you know or a family member or or whatever but hey let's talk about uh let's talk about Washington on the field you said you thought they would be lucky to uh to to win 6 games do you feel like you know, with Ron Rivera, with the draft that they had, with Dwayne Haskins as the quarterback, do you feel like on the field they're at least pointed in the right direction, or is it still a mess? Last year they had eight. Now, this defense has added one real piece, Chase Young, and he's supposed to be a great player. 
but I like to see people on the field before I call them great players. But, you know, number two overall draft pick, you really have a lot of hope. He could be the tip of the spear, and they moved from a 3-4 to a 4-3. You know, they played a lot of 4-3 last year, but now they're more dedicated. They've got five first-round picks on that line, including Ryan Kerrigan, who's old. But, you know, I think their pass rush and Del Rio and Rivera's mottos about, you know, heads of the quarterback is going to make them really, really, I think, a good defense. See, last year, everybody knew the coaching staff was all getting fired, and so everybody just did a halfway effort. And they just didn't play their game. Well, they're going to be playing their game this year. And I think that, I think these games are going to be a lot more of the 21-17, 17-14 kind of thing. The problem is they just don't have enough offense, uh, to win some of these games. But the defense, I think it's good enough to be a playoff contender. It's just offensively, they just lost one of their receivers, Kelvin Harmon, towards ACL. He wasn't their number one, but he could have been their number two or three. Um, had a really good rookie year. Losing him hurts. They have no tight end pass catching player. They just never got one. That's going to kill this quarterback who's looking for a safety valve across there. You know, they had to get rid of Jordan Reed, just, you know, so many concussions. So they don't have a pass catching tight end. That's going to really, really, really hurt them, you know, and their running game is okay. Their offensive line is okay. You know, their quarterback who's going to be a second year player now. Well, I've seen his YouTube videos all summer. You know, he, he's looking good throwing that ball downfield with no pass rush in a public park. Um, that's all great. And I think he's grown up some, so he'll be a better quarterback. But I still think this offense is, is a few players away. It's such an interesting debate between the, the Giants and Washington, really because of the the Dwayne Haskins-Daniel Jones dynamic. And I know that, that – Entering year two, I think Giants fans feel really good about the decision that they made, you know, although it, it sort of threw everybody for a loop in, you know, taking Daniel Jones sixth overall when a lot of people wanted Haskins in New York. I think people right now feel good about having chosen Jones over Haskins. Are, are fans in Washington, are, are people around the organization as far as you can tell are they happy with the choice of Dwayne Haskins do they think he's the future or do they think that that not very long down the road they're going to be uh, looking for a franchise quarterback again uh most of us are waiting for the kid from Clemson to come up next year um they don't have a it's a real civil war among fans about Haskins some you know but mostly the cry is you got to give him a chance because yeah, he did only play about seven games last year, um, but he was. And it a- didn't help if I can say this. It didn't help that that it was brutally obvious that he wasn't Jay Gruden's choice. Right, he was the owner's choice. You know, Dwayne Haskins went to high school with Dan Snyder's son. You know, think of that for a moment. And Snyder wanted him, and Gruden said, "I don't want him because I'm not going to be around long anyway." Because they stared at that schedule and thought. It's going to be 0-5, and I'm getting fired, and that's exactly what happened. So he just told Dwayne, go sit on the bench, and uh, we'll get to you. And this year, you know, they, the Carol, you know, Rivera went and got his old Carolina quarterback last year, uh, Josh Allen, who had some success. And they've got Alex Smith trying to come back from that horrific broken leg that nobody believes he'll play. But I think this year with the COVID-19 problem, you got to have four quarterbacks, one's on the practice squad. Because think of it this way, your most valuable position is quarterback. 
And those guys are getting tested even hours before the game. And it's this season's going to be a lot about not just who survives injuries, but who survives the virus. You know, because suddenly you could lose one or two of your quarterbacks because, hey, they spend all the time together in those rooms. You could lose your quarterbacks real fast, and they're gone for three weeks if you test positive. So you got to stash extra quarterbacks. And nobody has a good – most people are lucky to have one. So there's something you're going to have to do. But I would say you're right about the Giants are better off with Jones than the Redskins think they are with Haskins right now. And if it doesn't work this year, I bet they go quarterback shopping. It's an interesting thing that you said about COVID-19 and, and quarterback rooms and, and stashing quarterback depth. When I look at the Giants, there are five quarterbacks on the Giants' 90-man roster that they'll go to training camp with, and that's a lot. I mean, there have been years when they've only brought three to camp, and there there have been you know a lot of years they bring four because they have the you know bring an extra camp arm, but they're bringing five, and I can see with the the loosened up practice squad rules and all of that, I can see a possibility that they would keep three, try to find a way to stash at least one on the practice squad, and, and they have a, a veteran journeyman guy who's been around for a while, Alex Tanny, who's been with, I think, eight different NFL teams. They could even have him on call if they cut him because he's been, you know, he's been around the league and he could probably walk back in without any practice and and at least, you know, be a capable backup if you needed him to be. But, but I think you're absolutely right. Stashing quarterbacks is, is something I think everybody's going to try to do. You need a guy who could, and play next week. And now the Redskins went through five quarterbacks a couple of years ago. It was ridiculous how, how many injuries they had. And they were good playing street free agents. And you know, you're going to lose. You're just going to lose. Suppose you're a good team and you lose your quarterback to this COVID thing for three games, at least three games. Um, then you're suddenly wrecked. You know, you just can't plug and play a receiver and a defensive lineman and say, go get the ball. Not with a quarterback. So you have to have guys that at least know they may not be any good, but at least they can run your offense. So I think you got to go with four guys, one on the practice squad. At the very least. And, and the Giants have a guy that, that you know pretty well from down in Washington. The Giants have Colt McCoy now. So oh, yeah. we should be saved because we can just turn to Colt. Well, you know, Colt's great asset is understanding system and he's never really had a chance to prove himself at least here in Washington all these years because he kept getting hurt he got to play a game and then he get hurt you know when Alex Smith who goes down hey he's got half a season to play in front of him what happens second game he breaks his leg too so uh that's always been Colt's problem with the injuries but you need a guy like Colt who's the smart guy in the room who can understand the system really quickly and, and go out there and give you a halfway decent effort. He's not a great quarterback, but he's going to give you a fair effort. You're not going to be lost in space with him. Yeah, you need guys who, who at least give you an opportunity to win games. And I think that's, that's what he is. He's a guy that, that you're not going to have lost the game, you know, before it starts because he's playing. No, he can make some plays. You know, he's a terrific college quarterback. And then, hey, you know, things have just not worked out for him. And it happens to a lot of NFL players. If your first team is not a good fit, you're, then you're a mercenary. And then you just bounce around the league and nobody loves you because you're, they're not, you're not their director. And that happens to guys all the time. And I, you know, sometimes they would, you can succeed at a place that's the right fit or you can just be thrown out of the NFL quick. You know, it's, it's bad luck. 
Right. You, you know this even better than I do, but I, I've, I've said to people all the time because they talk about, you know, undrafted free agents or why didn't this guy get the same chance that that guy got? And, and what I tell them all the time is who did the GM draft or who did the GM pay for as a free agent? Because those are the guys that are going to play. The guy that he claimed off of somebody's practice squad or the guy that made the team as an undrafted free agent is is going to sit and wait his turn, and, and that's just how it is. Yeah, and, you know, this year you may get a turn more than others, but all I hear from people whining about the preseason, I never thought I'd hear this. The NFL, the NFL today actually offered no preseason games to the NFLPA. You know, they may play one, which would be the week three game, but the NFLPA doesn't want any games because they're thinking, listen, if we're only going to get to play so many games and everyone's worried about a whole season, don't waste it in August. Just practice. They haven't practiced together all season. Go ahead and spend the month of August trying to stay healthy, literally, and, and spend your shots on the real games. The NFL is going to start this season. Nobody knows how long it's going to go, but they're going to start the season no matter how many positive tests, you know, happen along the way. So, you know, I don't want to hear this, oh, the guys on the bubble, you know, won't get a chance to prove it. Well, there's a biggest, bigger practice squad. Veterans deserve jobs, too. So sorry, untested rookies. You won't get as much of a chance. But you know what? The nation is having to sacrifice a lot. Here's your part. But it's the bigger practice squad. So this bubble guys will make it, probably. Yeah, and, and I can even see, you know, I, I think they're talking about a 12-man 12 man practice squad they may up that to 16 and 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 who knows it may go even higher than that and I don't think that would be a horrible idea so you know so guys will get uh guys will get to sit on practice squads and learn so you know I I do feel I I, I do feel you know I do understand that, that some guys are just not going to get the opportunities that they'd like to get. I hear Giants fans all the time say, well, I I want this young player or that young player in the lineup. And I'm like, that's just not going to happen because coaches are going to rely on guys who are veterans, who they know and can trust. That 53rd guy on the roster better not be the key to your winning season. You know, I mean, that's bad news. If the bubble guys or the guys making a difference, you know, that they never do. Most years I could go to training camp. We used to do this among Redskins writers. We would all put our 53-man lineups together before camp started and see who had the most right. There were years that we'd have somebody exactly at 53 right. Most of the time, two wrong were about as all that you would do. So, you know, I think it's way overplaying things. And, you know, the practice squad, I think, may even go to 20 because there's a proposal that you could change 16 players on game day based on the virus problems. They may change 16 guys on game day who can play. How anybody's betting on this stuff this year? Good luck with that. Yeah. And you know, you're messing, you're messing with, with the fantasy football world too, Rick. Oh man, I, you just can't play these things. You have no idea what's going to happen and your matchups. Suddenly, you know, the Redskins could be a big underdog to somebody. Well, wow, their guy tests positive Sunday morning, their quarterback. Suddenly you can win this game. I mean, I think anybody could survive this year and do well based on that scenario. If you get lucky and you catch teams without their quarterbacks or whatever, you know, and maybe you're playing fantasy ball, but suddenly it's a different matchup than you expect. 
uh, you know, I don't know. Get your popcorn and just watch the game. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Rick, I always love talking to you. We could uh, we could chat forever, but uh, I think we've probably gone far enough here. Why don't you uh, tell folks where they can find you on Twitter, where they can read your work these days? I know that uh, you are these days you are a, a, a bit of a vagabond. We, we find every time I talk to you, you're somewhere else. You know, in journalism, it's just gone crazy. I've been laid off five times in seven years. I mean, that's that's nuts. But uh, I do work for 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Uh, on the website. And I work for Sports Illustrated Washington website for the Redskins. So uh, that's all places you can find me. You know, the biggest thing, crazy thing, Ed, with the name change, is I wrote one of those 100 things people, Redskins fans should know books that they do for every team. It, it hit the bestseller list on Amazon because everybody thought they were taking it down, which my First Amendment freedom lawyer will say they can't. But uh, I, I sold huge amounts of books. People thinking they were going to get rid of it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you can find me at SI and and one hundred six seven the fan among all the places and and uh, I don't know. I keep showing up different places. Hey, as long as you keep showing up, then uh, you know then 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 things are good. You know, I, I'm like you. We're getting near the end of our careers. I'd like to make it. You know, to to uh, retirement, but I'll write for somebody somewhere. It doesn't matter. And <laughs> I've, been, I've been covering the NFL since 83 off and on. So that's almost 40 years. Um, big, you know, big changes among everything, but yeah, you know, people like an older writer who's actually seen things. Um, you know, there isn't a whole lot. This year's a new one for me with the, the virus, but pretty much I've covered 10 coaches now. Wow. So people are people. A lot of things run consistent, no matter who it is. Uh, I, I'm on four, and I thought I was on a, in. I'm on four in in twelve years, you know, with the Giants now, and I, and and I thought I was. Uh, I, I thought I had seen a bunch of coaches. Yeah, I don't even learn names sometimes at full because they're just going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Especially at Redskins Park, they just flip through so many people. Um, you know, the scouting staff, every all the the front office changed a lot this year. When you bring in a new coach with Rivera's power, and Rivera has total power in football. You know, he changed a lot of guys. He brought, I think he had 16 people connected with Carolina last year on the Redskins roster or front office. I wish one of them was Cam, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't, uh, I can't even get anywhere near the scouting staff or the, or the front office with the Giants. So, uh, so, but, but, you know, I, it's, I know when, when you started, you know, with, with, uh, with the NFL, it was it was a different world, and you could get a lot closer to a lot more people. That that you just unless you're already in that circle, you just can't you can't get in there now. Yeah, you should. Know, <laughs> now it's oh, stand back, don't touch anybody. You know, even this year, all the at training camp, I'm sure the Giants are the same way. The NFL has a rule: only a few player of uh, writers can watch practice, and nobody can directly talk to a player. All interviews are going to be on Zoom. Right. So good luck getting to know anybody. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and we don't even know yet. Um, we don't know yet how many how many media members are going to be allowed to go to practice. And I know it's going to be some sort of a rotation where you'll get to go every few days. And as you said, all the interviews are going to be are going to be done, you know, via video conference. So there won't be any relationships formed at all, which is which is unfortunate. Now, in the old days, they come out at training camp. I could sit with players outside of the gymnasium when we we're in Frostburg, Maryland, 
and, and talk for 20, 30 minutes sometimes well, during the lunch breaks and all. You can't do anything now. Last few years, it's just been five minutes, you know, if you're lucky. And, and you can't, you can't do anything now even without, you know, a, a member of, of a PR staff hovering nearby with kind of at least one ear on what you're talking about. So it's, yeah. it's really difficult to get to know guys at all. It, and I don't know what they're so afraid of. It's ridiculous. And they end things so quickly. They're like, last question. We only asked three questions so far. You know, they're just so afraid of the message and the corporate things. It's the money that's driving a lot of this, too. Mm-hmm. It's how everybody's a businessman and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, you know, I still like covering the NFL. You guys are still good. You know, I guess they treat me better now because I'm their father and grandfather's age. Like, <laughs> literally, you know. But, yeah. um, but you know, the NFL is – the players are cool. I'd say, you mm-hmm. know, been around – 98% of the players are cool. There's a couple guys yep. that works, but you know, it's the fun place to be, you yep. know, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you know, I, I enjoy it and hopefully we'll both get to do it for a few more years. Rick, as always, you know, thanks for, for spending some time with me. Say hello to the family for me and, uh, Giants fans, take care, stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance, all that good stuff. Do what you can to stay healthy. Take care. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower.